Do I have any regrets? Regrets feels, I think, like it might have connotations of sort of long-standing sadness about something that's occurred and never has been corrected. And so when I think about regrets, I think about the many things I do every day uh, that I wish I'd done differently. You know, when you're farming, it's tempting to take a shortcut to try and get more done during the day. And I find most often that when I take shortcuts, I regret it. And I regret it because it's often unsafe or it causes some problem that in fact ends up extending the problem from what you thought was going to be fixed by a shortcut into a uh, something you need to do over again. I don't have any sort of lifelong regrets for I know something that happened historically that I'm still living with today. Mine is more focused on the myriad things that happen on a daily basis that you kind of recognize either quickly or maybe a little bit later on that you, you know, you shouldn't have done it. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat, because this is it. Well, hi there. Thank you for sticking around. I didn't release a new episode last week because I needed to take a little mental health break, but I appreciate you being here today. This is the fourth episode in the Your Stories mini-series, and that first story that you heard was from my friend Hugh. He is basically the coolest. He worked in the financial and business sector in the city for many, many years, and then he changed his whole life to move up to a farm and learn how to raise bees. Is that how you say it? Anyway, you get it. He works with bees and he has farm animals, and honestly, it could have been a giant regret at some point, but he makes honey out of honeycomb. He's really inspirational. But regret is tricky, right? We can probably all agree that nothing good happens in the space of living in the past of what should have or could have happened. Like, what's the outcome of that? Regret can be a real joy killer and a non-mover forwarder in lots of ways, but I seriously tried to think about what good it can do, you know, having regrets. And I realize it's actually probably quite good if you acknowledge it, but don't live with it. Regret is a natural human emotion. Get that? It's natural. It shows up because we're human. So by just letting it be for a minute or two, don't hang your hat on it. Maybe that's just us living fully in the human experience. Maybe if we say something unkind or we treat someone poorly, having a regret of that can help us right wrongs and empathize and, well, just be better. But regretting a choice that is completely unchangeable can quickly turn into a hang-up or an obsession. Trust me, I've been there. And the only thing that worked for me was to give myself grace and move the heck on. Regrets is something I'm sure many people have. Looking back and questioning if I did this different, how would my life be if I didn't make that decision? Would I be better off in life or happier in life or maybe not as embarrassed if I did that thing? But I truly believe that all of our lessons and all of our experiences are truly meant to be. And so anything that has happened in my life, I'm actually looking at it as a blessing, the good things and the bad things. And that may seem silly, but truly I've really learned from each experience, each 
craziness that has even happened, I've learned from it and it's helped me grow. And so I don't want to say that I have regrets. I don't want to look back and be upset about something that I've done. But if I could improve something, let's say from my past, I would say the biggest thing was that I'd asked more questions. I would have asked more questions sooner. Now, as a podcast host of the Move Forward podcast, I ask a lot of questions. I get really curious and I learn about people to hopefully help me improve my own mental capacity. And by asking questions, that's how we learn. That's the easiest way to learn. So I would ask questions like, how do I make more money? How do I save money? Things like, how do I find more joy? Or what makes you the happiest person you are? What do you do to make you happy? What is spirituality? Even questions about religion, spirituality, God, universe, all these questions I would have asked sooner. Ask other people's opinions and see what they've learned through their journey. Obviously asking, you know, our elders maybe more so because they've been through it and just being curious in that space. I think also another thing looking at health-wise, I would likely drink less. I drank like a fish when I was a teenager. I lived in a small town And that's what you do. You drink, you drink and you party. Now I wouldn't get rid of the life experiences. I wouldn't get rid of the party. I had so much fun just living life, being free without any worries, but I would definitely eliminate the booze. It just doesn't serve us. Basically it's poison. And looking back at that now, I just think, my goodness, my poor body just went through so much trauma just by what I put in it. So I would definitely be more mindful of that now that I'm more curious and interested in health. And I'm always looking at what I put in my body. And I know how good it feels when I actually feed it what it wants rather than giving it toxic poisons and things like that. You know, it just runs more smoothly when I take care of it. And so I would say not that it's a regret, but it's more so if I could choose to change a few things that that would be what I would change. I would ask more questions and I would definitely take care of my body a lot better, a lot sooner. When I was about five or six years old, I stopped dancing with my dad. He loved music. He had speakers hooked up inside our store, outside the front door, so customers would be greeted by song when they got out of their car, and he also had speakers under the porch at the back of our house so he could play music when he was barbecuing. It was not unusual to see our dad dancing around the store, just doing a little sidestep or a sway if a favorite song came on. I would stand on his feet and get moved around the room, and I loved watching my mom and dad dance at weddings. But for some reason, when I started to discover some independence or I just decided to test out my stubbornness, I stopped saying yes when he would ask me to dance. Ugh, I can literally feel a rock in my chest as I'm telling the story. So then what happened was totally typical. The more he asked, the more I stuck to my guns. I really thought it was no big deal, but now that I'm a parent, I know that I was breaking his heart. Again, ugh. This nonsense went on for years, but one Saturday in May, the universe threw me a lifesaver. It was my cousin's wedding, and my dad was the MC. 
We figured out later that he already had brain tumors at that time. He was doing weird things and he was confused a lot, but he not only got through the wedding, he kind of killed it. And his part was done and the dancing part was just getting started. And he and mom were already kicking up the rhubarb and something in me just knew that I needed to ask him to dance. In my mind, I kept thinking, be cool, dad, don't make a fuss, which is so silly because not only was he entitled to make a fuss, what would happen if he did? Same outcome with me being a little embarrassed, which I definitely deserved. But our bodies and our brains get locked into things and our comfort level and our stubbornness and well, it's just a lot, I guess. Anyway, I somehow willed myself to get off my chair and walk over and I tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around, mom behind him beaming and also somehow giving me the stink eye at the same time. And he said, hey, Presh. And I very timidly said, I was wondering if you would like to dance. His eyes lit up like spotlights and he turned to look at my mom and she kind of just nodded and he looked back at me and he said, I'd love to, Presh. And that was it. Two dances, one fast and one slow at my cousin's wedding and then never again. If I could take back all the times I said no, trust me, I would do it in an instant. But let me tell you this. I am eternally grateful for that Saturday in May when I asked my dad to dance. Hi, my name is Tiffany. I'm a mom to four kiddos, a wife, a daughter, sister, friend, chocolate lover, nap enthusiast, and many other personal titles that I could go on and on about. I'm also a social worker and mental health therapist with a private practice focused on women's emotional and mental health based in Utah. As I've been reflecting on my life and areas that I might feel regret in, I have to be honest and tell you, my friends, that I have moments that sometimes lead into days when I feel regret about various things, but I actually don't look back at my life with anything that I truly feel long-lasting regret about. Now, when I say this, please know this absolutely does not mean that I haven't made mistakes and there aren't things I wish I would have done differently. There are plenty of those in my life. Like the time when I was in college with a very unique and meaningful job when I was hired to be the hands of a woman who was the director of nursing at a home health agency. Yes, I said hired to be her hands. Let me explain. She was in a horrible snow sledding accident with her kids and was, as a result, left paralyzed from the neck down. The amazing company that she worked for hired someone to fill in for her while she recovered And when she was ready to come back to work, they then hired me to do whatever was needed to help her do her job effectively. I would do things like hold the phone for her while she talked. I would type up necessary documents that she'd give me instructions for. I would feed her lunch and empty her catheter bag. She was the brains, I was the hands. Another part of this unique role was to drive to her home at the beginning of the day, pick up where the family left off after they helped her get ready for the day, help her get into the handicap accessible van in her motorized wheelchair and drive her to the office. Then when the workday was done, I would drive her home. So in talking about regret, I still have moments of deep regret when I think back on one bad day when I didn't secure her wheelchair in the van correctly. And while we were driving to the office, I had one of those driving moments when the stoplight turns yellow and it's questionable whether you should stop or go. Well, in this circumstance, I decided to stop. 
and in doing so, I pushed harder on the brakes than usual, and her wheelchair tipped over with her in it. There she was, falling fast in the van, and I couldn't do anything to help her, and she couldn't do anything to keep herself from falling or to brace herself from the impact. I immediately pulled over to the side of the road and had to wave down help because I wasn't strong enough to pull her and the heavy motorized wheelchair back up. Thankfully, she was okay, but I felt horrible regret, and it lasted for days. I wished I could have gone back and had a do-over. I've made plenty of mistakes and wished I would have done things differently, but here's what I've learned about regret. Regret is a feeling. Our feelings come from our thinking. When I would think, I should have secured her chair in better, or I shouldn't have stopped at that light, then I would feel regret. And then sometimes I had thoughts like, I was just so stupid. I'm just not good enough. I'm not the right person for this job. And then I would feel worthless or guilt or shame. Our feelings come from our thinking. And here's the thing about our thinking. We get to choose what we will think. No one else in the world has the power to control our thinking. So I've learned that I can take challenging situations in my life, my mistakes and poor choices, poor decisions, and I can choose what I will think about them. This then changes the feelings I have, including regret. So earlier when I said I actually don't look back at my life with anything that I truly feel long-lasting regret about, it's true because I look back at those circumstances and I choose to find learning, growth, and wisdom that I now have because of those hard lessons. I've been able to choose intentionally to look back at that situation and think, you know, I made a mistake and mistakes are part of this human experience. I have more compassion now when others make mistakes. I also think I was still a great employee in many other areas of that job and I now take my responsibilities more seriously. So I take those lessons and now I do differently next time. I choose to see how I am a better person because of those experiences. And I choose to believe deep down in my bones that the universe has my back and life is all unfolding exactly as it should. In the TV and literary world, there is a saying, kill your darlings. It means editing out something you really love. When I worked on my second big reality TV show, it was like nothing I had ever done before. It was 24 hours of cameras recording the lives of more than a dozen people trapped together in a studio house. My job was to sit in a control room and try to find the story happening in the house. I was with RoboCam operators, switchers, story monitors, and assistants who were listening in on all the audio and alerting me to any conversations that were worthy of listening to. Once I heard or saw a story that I thought would be a thing, I'd direct the two switchers to get those cameras into the streams. See, the thing is, only two streams are being recorded at one time. So any of the other 70 plus cameras that are shooting in the house are simply there to stay on top of the rest of the house guests and the craziness that happens. When I first learned this, I was stressed. (laughs) What if I missed recording something super juicy? What if I missed getting the end of a storyline on camera? What if two people finally got together and I didn't catch it? My friend, who is the producer of this show, has a rule. You didn't get it, it didn't happen. What? That's bonkers, but also pretty brilliant. It's never failed the show, not in all the years that it's been on TV, and it kind of relates to real life too, doesn't it? 
worrying over things that didn't happen or things that did, holding regret for skipped opportunities or bad decisions or missed moments, there is literally no point. You didn't get it. It didn't happen. I want to start off by saying I do believe in regrets and I believe that regrets is normal. It's a part of human life. And I also think that it's super important. Now, mostly or most of the time, people look at regrets in a negative way, but it doesn't have to be. It's all in the way that you look at it and that you frame it. If you look at it as, oh, I hate that I did that thing. That's negative. Listen, what's done has been done. The damage has occurred. That is something you can't change. But now you know not to do it again. Looking at regrets through the lens of a second chance or a start over is the positive way to look at it. I do believe regrets are important to life, and I've also had my fair share of regrets. I only just turned 20, but my life has been a roller coaster ever since I was little. When I was five, my dad unfortunately killed my mother, leaving my two siblings and I abandoned. Morbid, I know. So, since the age of five, I've had the pleasure of living through a series of unfortunate events. The first couple years of my life were in courtrooms, counseling sessions, and at home listening to my family argue constantly. And their intergenerational trauma did not help. Throughout my life leading up to high school, I've taken on this horrible habit of pushing people away. The same people that care for me, want the best for me, and show me that they do care and love me as much as they would a brother or a sister. I pushed people away because I was scared. In my head, I saw it as I was pushing these people away and leaving them before they could leave me. So it would hurt less and I would have control over how the relationship played out. But looking back on it now, it is one of my biggest regrets. I don't really have a family. My siblings and I haven't talked in years and our family is not close at all. My friends is all that I have. But even then, I was ridiculously scared that they would leave or I would stop talking to them, just as I did with my brother and my sister. So, I'd push them away. If I could do it again, and if I could talk to myself during that time, I would have said, Listen, Matt, yes, people have left your life. Yes, you have a lack of control when it comes to so many different aspects of your life. But you can control this one thing without having to push people away. Listen. People come and go, and I know that is a very common and very cliche saying, but the saying has so much meaning to it as well. People come and go, and that's good. That's normal. As you grow, so do the people around you, and sometimes you outgrow certain relationships. Change is important, and change is necessary, and if you fear people leaving or change in general, that's where you should start, and that's where I started. Another regret I have that goes along with my first one was not telling people I loved them. I first heard a quote similar to this when I watched Grey's Anatomy for the first time. And one of the characters on the show said, tell the people you love you love them. Even if it ruins everything, just tell them and go from there. There are so many people that cross your path throughout life and so many people that leave so soon. Whether that be from passing away or just having them exit your life and move on. People are so scared to express their emotions. Maybe it's because feeling something true scares them. But I think being able to feel and feel love is such an amazing thing to be able to do. And when you do have the ability to feel, tell others. Tell those people you love that you love them. With everything that's happening in the world around us, we will definitely have a million regrets, whether we like it or not. 
They can be small regrets like choosing an Oreo McFlurry instead of a Smarties McFlurry. Or life-changing regrets like choosing the wrong major or the wrong partner. Take it as your chance to not make the same mistake again. To get the Smarties McFlurry instead of the Oreo one. To choose the major you are passionate about. To not push the people that you love away and to tell them that you love them. Because you never know when it can all come crashing down. This is a tip, actually. Okay, fine. We all want to push rewind from time to time. But how's this? Regret the things that feel important to give space to, but only for a minute. Learn from them, grow from them, be better. That's what I'm going to try to do. Thank you to my wonderful guests, Tiffany, Michelle, Hugh, and Mathushan. Everyone is tagged in the description and in my post and stories on Instagram. Please check out what they're doing and follow along. Every bit of love helps. Mathushan has a wonderful podcast called Podcast with Strangers. Tiffany is a therapist and coach who helps women increase joy and find balance. My friend Hugh is the Osprey beekeeper, and he has a beautiful farm, and he is one of my featured guests on This Is It Actually, the TV show. Michelle, who hosts the Move podcast, is launching a line of athleisure wear this summer, so make sure you keep your eyes open for that. I know I will be. Just one more episode in the This Is Your Stories series. Next week, we're digging into how to make the world better. That's right, going to solve it all in one 25-minute episode. No big deal. If you'd like to support the podcast, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash TIIA. Every dollar helps me keep making it. Follow along at This Is It Actually on Instagram and at Jenny Besworth on Twitter. I'm so happy you gave me your time today. Now go say something nice to someone. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat. Cause this is it.